All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, terrific Tuesday. Welcome back. Jason Greger. Connor Halley with you. The Gregor Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website, where uh, even if you lose, you in theory win because all the money stays right here in the province at PlayAlberta.ca. As we uh, welcome to the show our uh, regular Tuesday co-host, uh, was a first round selection of the Boston Bruins. Uh, Played over uh, nine seasons in the National Hockey League, uh, then uh, played in Europe for a bit. Uh, also, former uh, head coach and uh, GM in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. And uh, now in his uh, spare time is uh, is waiting patiently because he likes to shovel the outdoor rinks. Uh, Sean Brown joins us. Uh, Brownie, how you doing? Good, Gregor. Uh yeah, I'm, you can bring your mic a little closer okay. to you, buddy. There you go. There we go. There you go. Uh, yeah, no, really good. I was excited to uh, actually come in here and see your hair. I'm glad you don't have a hat and you're showing it off. Yeah, geez, I'm, I'm surprisingly, your hair grows slow. Like, well, most people does. Like, they say that it grows like in, in a month, like uh, I don't know, half a what is it like centimeter or something? Yeah. About, the mine seems about right. Well, it's just, it's starting to get a little thick up top there. Yeah, is it getting well, itchy? Not, it was for a bit. Now it's past that. But see, now it's just like in that terrible. Um, <laughs> it, it, it looks like kind of like a newborn bird, and it's just like <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like because I can't cut it, so you can't trim it, and it's just like oh, it's on the sides. It's awful. <laughs> That's a funny visual. <laughs> but it's true, though, right? Once I say it, that's kind of what it looks like. It's awful. So, yeah, it's not... Uh, the, uh, Vincent DeHarnay had a real chuckle about it today in the dressing room. Real hard chuckle. Because he's like, why? Because, I don't know, somehow he overheard someone about uh, telling someone else they were laughing about the uh, the bet that I explained what it was. And he's like, oh, oh sorry about that. <laughs> and then uh, he goes, well, let me see it. And I took it off. He's like, oof. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, it's good times right now. It's good to, have so, you know, it's good to add humor into other people's lives at times, Brownie. That's, that's basically what I'm. It's what it's come down to right now. So uh, it's good. It's very. Uh, it's very good. But yeah, it's, it's very. It's very full on the on the back and the sides. Yeah. yeah the uh, you know, as I like to call the uh, the ring of confidence is growing. Right? <laughs> the ring of confidence is growing for sure. Um, Christoph Oliwa, former teammate of yours, uh, is going to join us uh, in the four o'clock hour today uh strud said there's few times in his nhl career he was scared 
Uh, he fought Oliwa once in a game, and he actually did okay the first time. So then in the penalty bench, Oliwa just screamed at him, we're going again. <laughs> and Struddy, of course, the fight had just happened. He's all, you know how your adrenaline's fighting. Yeah, yeah, we'll go again, no problem. And then he comes down, he's like, oh, my God, I don't want to go again. <laughs> and he said the second time they went, he basically just seatbelted, gone down as quickly as he could. Okay, kick me out of the game, we're done. There definitely are guys that are more fearful of others, and he's definitely one of those guys. He just, you know what, there's there's tough guys, and then there's tough guys that actually love doing what they do. And Oliwa is that guy, and if he felt like you might have got the upper hand on him, he is looking <laughs> to come back, which, you know, you can appreciate the guy takes his job serious. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I played with him uh, in New Jersey, played with him in, uh, in Boston there, and... Yeah, he's a he's a pretty interesting character, tough as nails. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to uh, understand him. I know his Polish, uh, his accent, and his English is. Uh, it'll, it'll be. I haven't I haven't talked to him in a while, so it'll be interesting to kind of hear him hear him chat again. Oh, nice. All right. Uh, hey, Gregor, a story did our lights, and it's worth every penny. Especially when the whole cul-de-sac lit up with order colors on game day. I highly recommend it to all those bidding from Penner's Pancakes. So uh, there you go. Yes, that is, uh, hey, nothing like that. Unsolicited recommendation from the audience. So uh, I, for those of you out there who are interested in this package, and right now it's an absolute bargoon at uh, 2500 uh, Cons note, Connors Tech, where are we at now, Cons? Well, we had a $2,800 bid come in from... Trevor, and then Cam went up to 3,000. All right, there we go. Now we're rolling. So as I told everybody, it's 250 feet, man. That's a lot. Like, you got to, you know, you got to, if you got a bungalow to have front-facing 250 feet, you're going to have a massive bungalow. Uh, if you got a two-story house, you have so much coverage. Trust me, this is more than enough. It's a, you know, if you have a little bit of a smaller house, it's probably closer to 4,500. If you have a higher one, then, you know, it's at 55 to 6. So keep that in mind. Currently at 3, it's a steal of a deal. It's all for Santa's Anonymous, and uh, they need a lot of our help. So keep it up. We love it. It's a great package. I can tell you I recommend them. I have them. I've had them in my house for four years. It's unbelievable. You come home, and there's you know you can make different Christmas lights every day, which is great during the Christmas season. Halloween, you can have the Halloween colors. You can have go where they have like black and orange and then the the way the lights move it's like a ghost chasing your lights around the house it looks unreal and then um, you know any sporting team you want now if you're a Chargers fan you'd never put them on because the team sucks but for lots of other teams you would do it so so yeah that's great it's, uh, you know and then you can just do pot lights every eight lights if you want uh, year round so you will use these you'll never regret it you will love it I tell you that right now you will love it. So it's a brilliant idea. Like yeah. whoever came up with that, we got quite a few people in our subdivision, and it's yeah. Anytime there's an Oiler game, you can you know because it's got the Oiler colors. So yeah, that's uh, what a steal of a deal and uh, what a donation there. Yeah. So now I, I want to talk. Uh, we, we talked to we had Darnell Nurse on in the first hour of the show, Sean, and he gave a really good explanation. I want to uh, I want to read it when I because I'd asked him you know uh, just about Paul Coffey in general, and he's really been. Very positive is the message I get and, and really kind of helped reinstill confidence in the players. Cause I think, you know, Vinny Deharnay today admitted that, you know what, uh, when the coaching change happened, the team was struggling, right? The team, lots of guys were lacking in confidence. And so Knobloch and Coffee came in and their main focus really was not a bunch of systemic changes. Cause Chris, what, uh, Chris Knobloch even said, he goes, Hey, some of the system stuff they're playing is good. Why would I change it? The system isn't the issue, right? So you work within other elements. And so, are you surprised when you look at just a short period of time how much better the defense has played? Not really. I think we all know that there was going to be a little bit of a bump, the coach's bump that everyone talks about. I mean, Paul Coffey is a guy that obviously played his career where, you know, he valued having the puck and he valued in plays and making them. Um, which player or any player that plays the game wouldn't love to hear that? Um, you know, they were... You know, they were in desperate times, obviously. Their confidence, as you touched on, wasn't very high, and it, it was probably a very delicate situation for everyone to be in. And, um, you know, so having in that, that injection of new, a new voice, a new enthusiasm, new, you know, just j- everything was new, and, and that's what they're benefiting from right now. And if that was, if that's what it, you know, that's what I'm sure Ken Holland and management was hoping to, to get. Um, you know, and, and there's nothing, obviously Dave Manson is, is a great coach and he, we all have our own way of delivering and how we communicate and relate to players. But for right now, um, you know, Paul Coffey is, is the answer. And, um, 
you know, guys are, you know, you see them out there being a little bit more confident with the puck and making plays. I, I, I don't know if that has anything to do with, with Dave Manson or the fact that just Paul Coffey's there, new voice, new upper, you know, it's a new fresh opportunity for all these guys. That's, that's a, it's a clear sheet, right? You come to the rink and, you know, it's just like, okay, I, I, you know, I got, I got a new opportunity, a fresh start. Um, you know, and, and I would, I, like I said, I, I think coffee would really value and understand guys making plays and the importance of that. Yeah, no, it's, uh, here's the, uh, the exact uh, quote from Darnell Nurse. Um, you know, cause I'd asked him specifically some things that Paul Coffey's really wanted him to focus on. He says, well, obviously use my feet and jump up into place. He says, when it's coming up the offside and I'm on the other side, to be available as an option. And if things break down, the best part is that I'm, I'm in a good gapped up position. That's probably being the biggest emphasis. I mean, just to use the legs, they're one of my best assets and they get me going in games. And then once I'm into the games, just play and feel and use my instincts. So it was interesting though how he talked about the offside being up in the play on the offside. You're not too far. You're an option. But then also if there's a turnover now, you're gapped up on guys, right? And, and, the Oilers early on the year, like their gaps between their fours and the defensemen, man, like it was wider than the gap between my uh, follicles <laughs> right now. And so, and, uh, which is pretty wide, but, and, and I've seen that as a difference. And a guy like Nurse, and any, it was funny, even Vincent DeHarnay talked afterwards how Paul Coffey will show good videos, positive plays of, let's say, Nurse doing something. But then what he made, then he shows Vincent DeHarnay doing the exact same thing and says, see, Vinny, you can make this play. And DeHarnay's like, yeah. I can make this play, right? Like it's, it's amazing how when someone, most people are humble naturally a little bit. You got to believe in yourself. Yeah. But even then, if you're a pro player, Brownie, I'm sure at times you're like, geez, I'm not sure I can make that play and tell, yeah, Brownie, you can make that play. And you're like, yeah, damn right. I can make that play. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing better and it doesn't matter what level you're at. Obviously, even at the pro level, when someone believes in you and shows belief, I mean, anything's, uh, anything can happen. So yeah, I mean, Darnell Nurse is one of his biggest assets is the fact that he can skate, right? And so, you know, you know, when you're coming out one side and, you know, as a weak side defenseman, you got your forwards pushing out, trying to, to get speed through the neutral zone to push their defenseman back, that there are those holes and opportunities for the winger as a centerman and, and the, and the off side winger are pushing through that you know there's little pockets there to join the rush and um, you know all the top teams and the teams that are successful have that layer that next layer and have those options uh, available to them so that kind of does fit right into all six of their defensemen they all have to have that ability to do that and at the very least like you said now you're getting up in the neutral zone any type of pucks that are turned over now you're challenging at the blue line you're probably you know probably statistically if you were to look at that, they're probably teams are probably chipping pucks in a little bit more, and then you got Stuart Skinner who handles the puck pretty well, which overall just helps their overall game. But you know what? I, I think back when you talk about Coffee talking to Dayarne about that, I, I when I was in New Jersey, uh, Larry Robinson was the first coach that actually came to me and had the same conversation, and. I remember being overwhelmed by it too because I never had had, I, I didn't have coaches that put me down or anything like that. But, you know, when, when he went out of his way and it, it was very similar and was like, Hey, Brownie, like, I like your game and I see things in your, in your game that have a lot of value that we haven't seen, but I believe in you. And I remember looking at him and I was just like, it was like looking at my dad. <laughs> I was just like, you know, I was like, go, you know, I'd yeah. swallow and I was like, wow, this guy, this guy believes in me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and that's, and I'm sure, like I said, it's not to, you know, the coach, the previous coaching staff, obviously they came in and they did a great job, but it's just, they, for whatever reason, they got to where they got to. And so injecting that, that, that confidence and, and that new way of communicating, it's going to go a long way. Jason Greer, Sean Brown with you on Sports 1440, Orders Nation YouTube. Uh, Philip Broberg and his agent to have a, you know, granted permission to, to look for a trade. And you're laughing. You're just like, well, you're saying like, who's going to trade for him? What do you say? I, I don't get this. I, I don't know enough about this. I just heard about it as I was driving in here. But so what has he done? Like, what has he done to be like, I deserve to be traded or I need to be traded? I don't think he's played enough. I don't think he's done enough. Yeah, you're not in the lineup and, you know, he needs to get into the lineup and I'm sure will get into the lineup. But I don't know, like, isn't this part of the process of grinding it out and figuring your way out throughout 
you know, how to play in this league. Like, this is a little bit of adversity that we all have to face. Yeah. I just don't think he's done enough. And, and to be honest with you, when he was in the lineup, yeah, you know, we don't, he's got a lot of upside, but when he was in the lineup, like, what was he doing that was like, man, we got to keep this guy in. Yeah. Well, that's like, my question is when I look at Broberg and honestly, I don't care where, where he was drafted five years ago is irrelevant to the conversation today. It's irrelevant. It means nothing. So other than that's where he was drafted, right? That's yeah, all it means. Yeah. He's got a lot of potential. So uh, he skates well, no doubt, but he's not really physical. He's not offensive. I'm, I'm kind of like, so what, what is the one element that's he's going to say, okay, this is what he does well. Like we look at Vincent DeHarnay, we're like, good penalty killer, physical. That's what his calling card is, right? Um, what's Broberg's? I, I don't really know. Like he... He, I agree with you. You look at him and you think, hey, this guy's going to be something. But then when the games happen, you don't see a ton. Now, he hasn't played a lot. So I think that's a big factor. I'm not going to, I'm not naive enough to think if the guy was playing 20 minutes a night, he might look better. But the difference is the Edmonton orders aren't in a position now, Brownie, where the young guys just get gifted minutes. That's how it was for the long time because yeah. the organization's bad. <clears throat> yeah. Right. So I've always argued sometimes it's better to be a young player. Uh, now, if you're good enough to play in a good team, you'll play right away. But if you're a young guy who needs some seasoning, you're better off on a bad team yeah. because you're going to get that opportunity to figure out the league. Yeah. You on, a, on a good team, you're just you're not going to be given those opportunities. And if you do, you're going to have to do something to be like, okay, I got to keep this guy in the lineup. Yeah. And uh, you shouldn't be given anything, but I don't think he's, you know, he has been given an opportunity. He's played. He's dressed. He's played minutes. I would agree with you. He's got some upside we can all see that we don't know what he's all about i'm not so sure i would give up on him for sure i mean he's we don't even know what he is yeah i just man is that what is that today's generation of player now is that what we're developing is when it doesn't go your way take your ball and go home i i just i don't get why and how we got or he got to that point you know i think he's been given opportunity I don't think he's done enough where you're like, hey, we got to put him in over DeHarnay or anybody. So now you got to wait your turn. You got to grind it out. You got to grind out practice. You got to work out. You got to do all the little things and wait for your opportunity and you're, you see what you got. You got to show more. Yeah. Like, honestly, when I look at teams out there that would acquire Philip Broberg, now a lot, a good team might say, well, I'll acquire him because he's, he's, I don't even have to, I could acquire him and put him right in the minors. Because he doesn't need waivers, right? But so he's probably hoping and looking and say, hey, if I can go on a bad team, like look at Michael Kesselring. He got traded to Arizona. Now he's playing in Arizona, right? He yeah. wasn't, people thought he wasn't going to play here, but he gets to go there. Good for him. So I'm sure that's where Broberg is. He'd be like, hey, I'd rather do that than go to the minors, right? But at least in the minors, he'd be playing. And I've argued this for the last few weeks. I would have sent Broberg down a while ago, and yeah. I probably still would. And so, you know what? His agent, they can go look for a trade. I just don't think there's going to be much of a return. And I don't believe the, the orders are in no position to have to rush to trade Philip Broberg. So, you know what? Unless he doesn't report to Bakersfield, which wouldn't be wise, to me, that's the next step here because he's got to get playing. And I said this three weeks ago before any of this came about that they got to get him down there. He needs to play. You can call up Deneen. You can call up Gleason. They can sit in the press box for two weeks. Who cares? They'll gladly do it because they're going to get NHL paycheck, right? And Broberg's a young guy, and so he's different stage of development than those two. So, you know, that's what I would do, and that's probably what I expect seeing here. I think this is one where the orders are like, hey, you know what, man? It, you think you want a different opinion, which is fine. Here's your opportunity to go see if there's a different opinion out there. Because would teams say, hey, Philip, yeah, yeah. Because the GM's going to say, yeah, oh, I would love Philip in our organization. For what? <laughs> a fourth-round draft pick? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like exactly. Every team would take him if the, yeah. if the return's very yeah. little. What, what Did they say why he wants out? Why well, does he want out? Just because I think he looks and he... Sees DeHarnay. Well, or, like DeHarnay, he's played... Well, he, it's not just DeHarnay. He looks at the left side and he sees Kulak, Ekholm, and Nurse... And there's really not an opening over the next how many years in Edmonton for him, right? Because he would have to play. make an opening. But you got to get in the lineup to make an opening, right? Do something to get in the lineup. That's, I, I just he okay. hasn't done anything. What what is he? I don't know. It's, dude, he I, hasn't. I can't argue if that. you're not physical, well, be physical. Yeah, add that to your game. Reinvent your game a little bit to get in the lineup. This is what it's about. Competition. No one's going to give it. Yet. This league isn't about to hand out positions. Yeah, no, so, it's totally valid. Yeah, I, I, I think it's funny that yeah, go look and see what you want. Let's go see what's out there. But we're not, we're the ones that actually we got all the cards here. 
Yeah. See what you want, but we're not getting rid of you for unless it's going to help our team. It doesn't benefit an agent or for this situation to even present itself. Jason Greger, Sean Brown with you on Sports 1440. Uh, we have uh, Dave McCarthy uh, joining us next. Uh, then Christophe Oliwa, Struddy, uh, Spec, DVD, and more. And we'll update you on the month of giving on The Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Well, the text line is fired up. 833-401-1440. Our Jiffy Lube inbox. Uh, be wise, winterize. No appointment necessary. Warranty approved. Book it today at jiffylubeservice.ca. Uh, Northside, Adam Brownie is totally right. Uh, hey, boys, uh, from uh, Spruce Grove, uh, Rick uh, Broberg has been given lots of chances. He should own that. The team should have had him in the farm playing 25 minutes a night, though. I would agree. See, two things can happen here. I wholeheartedly agree. I believe the Edmonton Orders this season. You know what? Broberg, get you in the minors. We need you playing. We can have anybody sit in the press box. No offense. It's not hard to sit in the press box. You can practice great. And I get the player wants to be around. Of course, he wants to get the NHL salary. I understand all of that. But for the best of his development, he needs to be playing. And so they can – I think what happened here is the organization said, hey, you know what, man? Okay, we're, we're done the three-day practice. You know what? We're going to be sending you down here probably uh, you know, within the next few days because you got to play. Well, let's see if I can facilitate a trade first, right? Okay, great. You go try to facilitate the trade. That ain't happening, man. It's not happening. Uh, we'll get to a uh, month of giving in a sec, but uh, first we're going to go uh, in the room brought to you by Next Gen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated. And hey, they got all the new platform trailers are in store and ready for work. If you need one, book it at nextgentransportation.com as our weekly uh, Tuesday guest from uh, Sirius XM, Dave McCarthy joins us. Davey, how you doing, my man? I'm good. Uh, you're not wrong. I am the Connor McDavid of sitting in the press box, Gregor. I, I am like a Hall of Famer of sitting in the press box. No, nice. Uh, you know all of the uh, all of the best popcorn? Yep, the popcorn, when the pizza comes out, when the ice cream comes out. I mean, that's the kind of skill set that you require to be a Hall of Famer of sitting in the press box. So you're not wrong. It's easy to sit in the press box. not quite as good to be an elite NHL defense playing 20 minutes a night. I got to talk about the press box. Last game I went to, I sat up in the press box with my wife, Gregor. I seen you up there. And the Oilers press box had more food up there last year than this year. Am I right at saying that? Like, yeah, yeah. It's pretty There's, slim, p- slim pickings up it's, there. It's a no? very sensitive subject for some people right now. Um, uh, yes, but uh, it will be sorted out. Yes. Okay. It will be sorted yeah, out. I went yeah. up there. I was like, okay, there was pizza uh, and M&M's <laughs> and there was popcorn. Yeah. I'm like, oh. uh, well, you missed out on the cookies. <laughs> there was cookies. They always have, they always have, well, usually they bring the food out at intermission, right? There used to be the ta- the candy yeah. table though before the game. Yeah. Right. But I'm actually happy it's not there because I have no, I have no, <laughs> I have no discipline. So I'd walk, I used to have to walk down to the lower deck because if I knew if I walked on the upper deck, I was going to get into the candy. <laughs> so I had to walk down there. Uh, D- Davey's in Toronto and I've been to the Toronto press box too. There's a, there's never a shortage of, oper- of, uh, of options for food there, Dave. I don't know about that. It's it's pretty slim pickings. You get you get two rounds of pizza. You get some ice cream and popcorn. But beyond that, well, no, no, I should I shouldn't say lots of selection. I meant, but there's like you can eat there is what I'm saying. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you you can eat, but you got to be on time because the pizza oh. comes at like six fifteen, and then usually about ten minutes through the first period. And if you miss either of those rounds by even like three minutes, by the time you get up to the back where the where the the heater is where they put the pizza. It is empty. Like, oh. Gregor, Sean, there are animals the <laughs> likes of which you have never seen before that sit in our press box. So if you are late, Who's, you lose. Who is the like the press box hog? Who Who's always eating the most, Davey and Tron? Oh, you're making me name names Yeah, that's here? right. Like um, Noodles, O'Neal, who is it? Well, O doesn't get up there very oh, yeah. often. Noodles doesn't get up there very often. Uh, I feel like if he was, O would probably just... I mean, he gets to the alumni blocks, right? And he goes on about the uh, the chicken penne pesto, which okay. I have had and is quite good. Um, so he doesn't need to scrounge for our food. What ends up happening is, is that you get... Um, people who aren't really supposed to be up in the press box, like technical people or even even ushers or security people that that wheel through 
just for the pizza. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right. And they do a grabsies on the way by. And then that's part of the issue. So they actually have signs up now that say food is meant only for credentialed members of the media. (laughs) Because I guess some people are putting in some complaints because there's there's no za left by the time (laughs) I get. We literally have a group chat, fellas, between me, uh, Dave Alter, Josh Clipperton, and Luke Fox, where if either one of us, any one of us is walking by, there's a group chat and someone goes Ca-caw! so that the other people can come flying up in time. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, uh, Dave, you know, when you have players like, like Philip Broberg's not an established NHL or really, you know, I think he has NHL skill. I just don't know at what level and how many minutes he's going to play on a nightly basis yet. He might end up being an 18 minute, 20 minute a night defense, but at some point in his career, we'll see, um, you know, him and his agents say explore trades. What do you think? Like, how realistic is it, do you think, that Philip Broberg is getting dealt, or is he more likely going back to the minors because he needs to play? Well, I mean, if you're if you're another team that's going out to acquire him, I would hope that you've done significant advanced scouting on him because otherwise you're just acquiring a name that sounds good but only on reputation alone um, because of where he was drafted. I don't really know much about him as a player because I haven't seen him play nearly enough, certainly not at the NHL level. So I would think that if you are the Edmonton Oilers right now, trading him away doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, like, I get the fact he's he's maybe not thrilled that he's not playing all that often. But, you know, to reference our good buddy Jeff O'Neill again, as he once told me a number of years ago, you never get held out of the lineup for playing too good. So, <laughs> right, if, if Chris Knobloch or prior to that, Jay Woodcroft thought he was able to help him, He'd be in the lineup. So there's obviously a, a chicken or the egg type of situation there. Uh, I like what you said off the top. Like, both things can be true. The player can be pissed that he's not playing, but the organization can also say, well, we can't play you right now because we don't, we, we can't count on you to deliver what we need. So I, I, I think in saying all that, you do need to go to the minors and play 25 minutes a game. Like, even Nick Robertson here in Toronto, he wasn't real pleased at all at the beginning of the year. We didn't make the Leafs out of camp. He went down to the American Hockey League. He played 11 games. He played 20-plus minutes. He played in every situation. He came back up, and he said, yeah, it ticked me off. I, I was really pissed that I didn't make the team, but I went down good attitude, played in in significant situations, and I'm, come, I'm, I'm back now, and I'm better for it. And he's actually he's played the best he's ever played in the NHL um, since being recalled there toward the end of October. So I think it would behoove Edmonton. I mean, what are you, what are you sitting beside folks like you and I? in his best suit. I want him in the American League playing minutes. That's the only way you're going to develop at this point as a young guy. That's why that's why you sign a seventh guy who's a veteran that, you know, who's 32. You know what he is. If you need him, you can call on him, but you don't feel like he's rotting up in the press box. Dave, I got to ask you, it was kind of funny. I was laughing. Uh, I had to watch it a few times yesterday, but that Vasilevsky and him in the dress room there and um, a player in the shower uh, letting one go. You've covered a lot of games, Gregor. You've covered a lot of games. Have you ever been in a situation where something like that's happened? Not to that extent. Like that was <laughs> that was egregious. Are, are we sure that it was was somebody in the shower, or it wasn't one of the reporters in the scrum? Like if that was some guy in the back room in the shower, that had resonance. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a, anybody missed it? Yeah, somebody dropped a, a bomb. <laughs> Uh, during uh, Vasilevsky's uh, post-game uh, presser, like it was, it was not even a subtle one. Like it wasn't a little no. squeezer. <laughs> it was massive, just like, and you're just like, and then you see Vasilevsky stop, and then he kind of starts laughing, and he's like, "What was the question?" <laughs> like it's hilarious because what it shows is it doesn't matter how old guys are from the age of four until you die. When someone passes gas, you all think it's funny, right? Like every guy, it's because I watched it. I was like, oh my God. Like, are we childish at heart? Yes. And that's okay. Because that pretty much summed it up the the existence of men and their infatuation with flatulence. I, I saw the clip. And without actually watching the clip, I had an idea of what was coming. But I, I came across it while I was watching television. And as I'm watching the video, 
I was like, damn, do I have to turn the sound down on the TV in order to hear? Oh, no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. There it was. Like, it, so that goes to show you how powerful that was. I would like to know who that was, though. We oh. need to get to the bottom of that. Because uh, yeah, you know bottom what? Like, whoever did it, if it wasn't Vasilevsky, whoever did it is just like, I'm paying everybody else in the scrum not to ever out it, right? Because, geez, that's one. That, it's like, geez, man, like, just tr- try to, you know, put it, like, pinch it in a little bit. You got to hold it off. Come on. Jeez. Little self. Every guy's done the waddle where he's just like, oh, geez, here we go. Like, every male at some point on a date in their life has sat there with extreme gas and just held it in until the girl went to the bathroom. He's like, I got to go. And then he's just like, oh, this is unbelievable, right? The relief. We've all been there. And so have women. I guarantee you there's some ladies out there, too. We all know it's true that women fart. Don't pretend, ladies. Okay, we know it. Okay, it happens. We know it happens. So we, we want it. We want to, you know what? We're a show that's all about equality. So we, we all know it happens. So uh, we move on. So trust me, any of the female reporters, you know what? Could be looking at them, too. Let's not get ourselves here. Um, some mm-hmm. Inspector Clouseau will be all over it, though, for sure. As uh, Dave McCarthy joins us as uh, we talk about the real meaningful things in the NHL. Uh, right now. But um, Davey, a, f- a few other ones. The, the Ottawa Senators are taking on the Rangers tonight and um, you know their owner came out and said, hey, like, is this the final kiss of death? Because in the history of sports, there's not very many times when the coach or the or sorry, when the GM or owner says, you know what, I believe in our coach, we're going to be patient and within two weeks, multiple times that coach has been fired. Is this the final kiss of death for DJ Smith? The, the patience from the owner quote. I'm already wondering if it's too late, though, right, fellas? I mean, they're at the point now where do we see them in a position being able to catch back up and get back into the mix with a new coach? Like, they're they're deep. I know they've got some games in hand, but that's all well and good unless you win them. And um, what it also means is your schedule over the final 60 games is that much more compressed than all of the other teams that you're chasing, which means it's that much more difficult to win that many games in a short amount of time. So uh, it doesn't look good for DJ Smith. I will say that. Um, And I never like to advocate for anybody to lose their job. I think DJ is a good coach, but you wonder now um, you've seen a similar complement of players that have begun the year each of the last two, if not three seasons. And in each of those two or three seasons, the expectations coming in were, okay, this is the time we're going to take a step forward here um, and we're going to get back toward contention. And then every year by this time, they're in dead last in the Eastern Conference. So is it is it time for a new voice? Like I think it's probably getting there. Otherwise... Um, you have to be really concerned about the, the group that is there that might look nice on paper, might have nice reputations from from pedigree from the past, but for whatever reason, it's not clicking as a group because it's pretty disappointing. And, I mean, this could be a tough test. We saw what happened last Monday when they played a good team in Florida. They got run out of the building. Uh, the Rangers boys are a real team this year too, so if they're not ready to play, it could get ugly for Ottawa again at night. Dave, what, uh, what's the biggest news coming out of the Board of Governors meetings? Well, I, I think uh, Olympic participation is, is interesting. Um, you know, I, I hear what the commissioner says. Like, they don't have a rink that is really even underway in Italy right now. So, so that's something, obviously, to keep an eye on. Um, they, they still have yet to get to a point where they have committed to participate. I think they would like to, but... Um, what are the conditions of the facility going to be like? That is something that is going to be kept in mind. So, so that to me is big. Um, and then I think really the other thing yesterday was news that the salary cap is expected to climb to 87, I think 87 and a half million bucks, which is good news for a lot of teams that are right up against it. So that'll help teams that are up against in terms of their cap flexibility um you know i i think that's that's really good news that that it appears the cap is going to jump uh significantly dave mccarthy uh joins us well i saw darren dreger's report that uh, the coyotes are close to purchasing land and then we'll have an, uh, an arena agreement on it so uh dregs had uh, tweeted that out earlier today so uh, i'll be curious to see uh what comes 
from that. Um, the uh, the salary cap uh, looks as everybody expected, you know, over a $4 million increase next year. I don't think that's a major surprise by any uh, stretch of the imagination. The, the Olympics, though, Dave, is to me the big one. I We know the players really want to go, right? There's, there's no question about that. And, you know, the talk, like right now, the NHL, they can't even come up with a, a realistic repeat version of the Canada Cup, for goodness sakes. They're talking, oh, this in-season tournament with only four teams. What? Like, that would be a terrible idea. So, um, to me, the Olympics makes a lot of sense because the NHL can't figure out a way to have a tournament on their own. Like, they did the Canada Cup for years. It was pretty good. Like, this shouldn't be that difficult. No, it shouldn't. Sorry, you broke up on me there while you were asking the question, but um, I think I got the gist of what you were saying. No, it, it shouldn't be that difficult. They have had time to, to get a building in place. I'm not sure why it's taking so long. But but I do know in talking to players, you're absolutely right. The guys want to go. Guys like McDavid, guys like McKinnon, um, guys like Matthews, um, they want the ability, the opportunity to play best on best um, in the primes of their career. Because for, for guys the likes of which I just mentioned, um, international competition is is legacy building kind of material and when you don't even get the opportunity to participate in it um it it puts you at a disadvantage in terms of how your career is thought of when it's all said and done like you think of Sidney crosby right away you think obviously the stanley cup's great nhl career but you also think right away of the the golden goal in 2010 and another Olympic championship in 2014. You know, we think of the, the golden era of the Americans at the 96 World Cup and, and, and what guys who were a part of that group, the Jeremy Roenicks, the Tony Amani's, the Mike Medano's, the Chris Chelios's, um, the, the, the pantheon that that put their career into and and all of the current guys the newer age guys they haven't even had that chance so um to not have that chance is, is disappointing you know the canadian guys it might be like sydney right now the way he's playing i think he probably will be on the team in 2026 but if if they miss it this time we'll never get a chance to see mm-hmm. sydney crosby play with Connor mcdavid like we saw wayne gretzky play with mary lemieux and man that would suck yeah. That would really, really suck. So I, I do hope they, they get it worked out because I think the players and then us collectively as hockey fans, uh, we would be really robbed of what should be an unbelievable opportunity to watch great hockey play. Davey, great stuff, man. We appreciate it. We will uh, chat with you next Tuesday. Uh, good luck in the presser. Yeah, we'll uh, make sure we get on top of the pizza. Don't there, you worry. There you go. That's uh, Dave <laughs> McCarthy from uh, Sirius XM. We've had a little bit of a bidding extravaganza. We'll tell you, we'll update you next on the uh, month of giving. We also have Christoph Oliwa, uh, former NHL uh, tough guy. Oof, he's a big human. Uh, he will join us at uh, 4 o'clock, one of Brownie's teammates, uh, Jason Strudwick. We got Speck and uh, much, much more on the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 347 on a lovely Tuesday afternoon. Jason Greger, Connor Halley, Sean Brown with you. Brownie looking, uh, not many guys can pull off that uh, kind of orange-pink sweater that you got going there, but it looks good. You can pull off color off, right? Got the little uh, darker skin tone. That's an advantage, right? Pasty guys can't wear that. Darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I like my colors. I like my no, colors. I like bright colors, too. Yeah, 100%. No, I'm on it. It's good. Um, hey, speaking of brightness, the uh, Astoria Lighting package it's unbelievable package we have a lot of interest in it uh, we keep getting bids we're now at uh, 4200 with rick for the uh, astoria lighting packages we're getting closer to uh, uh face value you know this covers up to 250 feet front facing on your house that's a massive amount okay like you got a bungalow trust me you don't have 250 feet front face unless you got some sort of mansion i would guess it's a bungalow but uh, even if you got a two-story house this will more than cover all your front it's all the installations included uh uh, for those of you who uh, who are unaware of what the uh, awesomeness is of, of Astoria Lighting, it's year-round um, permanent LED lighting. They come in, they... Uh they install it on your house. It goes right into the fascia. You don't ever see it. It never, ever hanging down. You know, you've hung your Christmas lights for years. You know, you're falling off a ladder. Hopefully not, but some people probably have slipped off the roof. 
It happens. Well, there's limitless patterns and colors for all special events, your favorite team, holidays, even true warm white. Uh, they have it all. It's cloud enabled, so you can control it from your uh, Apple or Android device. You can set it on timers so it comes on every day, shuts off at a certain time. You never have to worry. Oh, did I leave the lights on? No. It's unbelievable. So uh, I have it at my house. We've had it for four years. Honestly, it's amazing. I uh, I thoroughly enjoy it. So it's all for Santa's Anonymous today. And uh, Rick currently has it at 4200. So if you want in, you can text 833-401-1440. 833-401-1440. I'm Jason Greger. We are coming to you live in the E-Well studio, E-W-E-L.ca. For all your electrical needs, they've got everything that you need, including... If you show up during the Jason Greger show, they have it live in their showroom ongoing. They're huge sports fans down there. So, you know, what? you got to order some stuff. Jeez, I don't want to miss the show. Boom, it's right in there. So they got it. Uh, even got it right on the big screen. So they're seeing your uh, your shirt right now, Brownie. So make sure you're Ooh. smiling at the camera. So uh, you look good. We got a lot of texts uh, coming in. Uh, Brownie, I have to agree with you on your thoughts on Broberg. So what would you recommend is the best course of action if you were Philip Broberg? Get rid of your agent. Probably talk to him, and that's bad advice that I think he's getting. To be honest with you, um, you know it. Uh, now, what if what if the player went to the agent and said, "Hey, can you do this?" Because the agent works well, for the player. Yeah, well, if you're, if it's a good agent, you're talking him and saying, "Hey, listen, part of being an NHL player is the grind to get there." Right? Uh, I just don't think he's grinded enough throughout his young career. Um, you know, of course, I, you, you said it. I mean, who doesn't want to be in the NHL to be there to make the money? And, and that's your dream. That's, that's where he wants to be. And, but it's not easy to get there. And there's a grind component to it. And you have to, we talked about it off air that you have to be willing to, to eat a lot of garbage, you know, whether you believe in it or you think you're, uh, you deserve more. It's, it's, this game is not easy. <laughs> a lot of, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's going to test your, your love for the game and your passion for it. But yeah, I mean, it's, I guess any, I guess if I look back at my agent and the people who I surrounded myself with, there wasn't, they wouldn't have gave me that out. Okay. That wouldn't have been an option. So it, it just really surprises me that an agent, you know, with a, with a kid that unproven and that has that much potential and upside wouldn't give him better advice. I just, I don't even know where you go from here. Like, so if, like I said, I just, if, if there isn't a trade out there that works for the Oilers, they're, they're obviously not going to make it. So, but there's teams that are going to be interested in them. So now, you know, you come back to the Oilers and yeah, you know, a certain team is interested and they're like, oh yeah, well, it doesn't work for us. Where do you go? You know, so. You know, I, I there's, yeah, because they can create some animosity. Well, this team wants, yeah, but dude, you got to make the trade work. Yeah, so you, you give them permission and say, hey, if you can convince that GM to give a really good piece back, then yeah, okay, sure, you work on our behalf, great. So uh, we'll be interested to see, um, you know, where it goes from here. Uh, I, I think what's well, I know I should say that you know. Broberg had asked, you know, he wanted to, they had a conversation with him. He wanted to stay up and practice with the team because he wanted to show the coach what he was capable of. That's fine. And I think the conversation was, though, hey, unless there's an injury, I don't see where Philip Broberg's getting in the lineup. Like we have people saying, guys, why is Brett Kulak uh, uh, bulletproof? Uh, he's minus eight. Uh, it, well, plus minus is one number, right? I agree. It doesn't look good. But then when you look at it, he's minus seven in three games, right? When you the Carolina game, the season opener against Vancouver and the other Vancouver game, right? So, you know, three games can maybe skew the statistic that isn't necessarily the best statistic at times. And that's five on five. I want to paraphrase that, right? It's not like he's on for empty net goals or anything like that. So, But again, being on the ice, does that equate to you always being the guy who's making the mistake too, right? So plus minus is a number, but I always, I like to dig deeper on a player and see, because here's the other thing though. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too 
like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Are you willing, if you're the Edmonton Orders, or even if you're the fan who is like, hey, I'd play Boberg ahead of Kulak, who's been arguably the Orders' most consistent defender the last two playoff runs? Brett Kulak's been pretty good in the playoffs for what you want. So are you confident that Philip Broberg can give you that consistency and that solid play in the postseason in your third pair? Because you got to remember, the order is as, as bleak as maybe as it looks if you just look at the standings. I think most people, if they take a step back and say, okay, I think the orders are a playoff team. And while they might not have home ice advantage, they're still a playoff team. And they could do some damage in there. Do we want a rookie defenseman, essentially rookies when it comes to games played, playing his first real playoff meaningful games in a time where we think we should be able to go deep in the playoffs? Maybe, but I can understand why they're like, hey, we know what we've had in Brett Kulak. Brett Kulak's not old by any stretch. He still skates great. He's not old by remote. He's not on the other side of 30. So am I willing to move him out now for that? It's a risk, man. It's a big risk. And so, like, I've watched Kulak play this year. I I haven't seen a lot of glaring errors from him. So, you know, it's a tough situation for Broberg. And that's why it's one where the orders, I think Broberg here is an ideal seven defenseman. Because I think if you put him in the lineup, he'd be okay. He wouldn't be great, but I think he'd be fine. And that's why you need depth. That's what you want. So the risk for the orders is if they trade Broberg and you trade him on Tuesday and the next, next day they play Wednesday and... Ekholm or Kulak get hurt. Now who you playing as your your number six defenseman, right? Cam Deneen. I know Gleason had a good training camp, but it's training camp. I don't I don't put a whole bunch of stock in that. Right? What are you playing? Marcus Niemelainen, I guess. But most people probably think Broberg's better. So Edmonton is in no rush to trade him. And I still think the best course of action is I put Broberg in the minors. I play him 20-some plus minutes a night. And when an injury occurs... I recall him, and I put him in the lineup, and the guy who was in the press box stays in the press box. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, it. I couldn't agree with you anymore. I, I, you know, just the fact who, when I look at, when, when the Oilers were going through that tough spell, right, who stuck out to you? For me, it was uh, Fogle, right? He came in there, he was skating, he was grinding, he was doing things that add value to himself, to the team, at a time where they needed some desperation. So there was, to me, Broberg had nothing but opportunity at a time where, as a coaching staff, they were looking for anyone for a spark or some enthusiasm for to get out of their comfort zone and show that, hey, you're going to help be a part of the solution here. So I just, I'm not buying that he didn't have any opportunity. I just think he's a young kid that um, is finding his way, which is completely fine. Uh, you know, this is, they got to be delicate. They got to be careful now because the Oilers are in a position right now where by no means are they out of it. Are they playing, you know, at the level and, and with the, the execution that I'm sure the coach and the coaching staff wants to see, but there, there's better signs and there's more, uh, there's more arrows pointing up, but they got to be, you know, now you got to be careful on whether you take day or and who you bring in there. So now it's like, hey, you, you go down in the minors, play, get your game, grind, muck it, muck it up a little bit. Hopefully the Oilers can kind of 
stay on track here and you, you wait for your opportunity. If, if you don't go down to the minors, you're, you're in the gym, you're spending extra time on the ice and your practice habits have to be flawless. And, you know, you're battling and you're competing and, and you're showing the coaches that, Hey, you know what? I'm ready. If there's an opportunity, I'm going to take advantage of it. But to me, this just shows the real desperation and love and, and the will to want to be an NHL player. This is what this situation brings out. Hey guys, Kulak should have been traded after the playoffs when his stock was never higher. Broberg should be their number three left D without question. The team is old and there's no youth coming. Now they're trading away young guys. This team still continues to not develop players properly. It won't ever change from Steve in a truck. And then uh, Gord... Guys, Broberg or Kulak, it's not even close. Trade Broberg. So, you, hey, you got some people that are Broberg fans, some are Kulak fans, which is fine. You're going to have both sides of it. And I, I, I can see the argument to say, hey, you know what? We should have opened up an opportunity for Broberg. And others would say, well, did he do enough to make sure you were 100% certain that what you would get? Because just because you open up a spot doesn't mean the player's ready to take the spot. So then what happens is he isn't, right? So I, I can see the, uh, the argument. And... The truth is the matter is like obviously Kale McCarr is an exception, but look at St. Louis's defense, look at Tampa Bay's defense, look at Vegas's defense. There's there's not a lot, and the orders have Evan Bouchard, who's a young defenseman, right now he has more experience, but he still hasn't played a boatload of games yet, just 200. There's there's not a lot of inexperienced D men on teams that go deep in the playoffs for the most part. Yes, there's a rare exception. But no offense, I'm not putting Broberg in the Kale McCarr rare exception category, right? So that's that's the challenge. And it's always the chicken and the egg. Well, geez, if he's, I got to give him ice time to see if he's good. And then it's like, well, but is he good enough if I give him the ice time? I don't know. So it's uh, it's one, like, and I'll say this, the orders are in as tough as it is for, for Broberg. And I do agree with Browning this one thing. At times it sucks. You might have to eat a little bit more crow than you want to as a player. Maybe you got to play in the minors a little bit longer. But if you truly want to be an NHL player, you got to deal with some adversity. There's only a small percentage of guys who get in, have success, and just are great every year, right? Now they still have adversity because they live up to pressure maybe. But I look at Broberg, and if they're going to make a trade, I'm only trading Philip Broberg right now. For an established player, which I think will be difficult, or a young player who's in a similar boat that maybe just needs a, a new a new voice or a new set of eyes to view him differently. That's how I view it. Right? And keep in mind, the orders don't have a lot of cap space. So if you're trading Philip Broberg at 863K, they don't have room to bring in more. That's the other real hang up when you have no cap space. So we'll see how it goes. Quick break. Uh, we'll come back. Christoph Oliwal will join us at Struds and more on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. The update brought to you by Fountain Tire. The road-ready sales event is on right now. Stop in at Fountain Tire. $225 off on select tires. And also, you'll get an additional $50 rebate when you book any service today at FountainTire.com. Some restrictions apply. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 